this program to bring you a special report. Welcome back to South of the A, and guess what? We did it. It's over. Those four grueling years are finally over, and we don't. And he's banned from Twitter, which is even better because we never have to hear what he's up to or what he thinks ever again. And that's amazing. But do remember, 75 million people voted for him. That means that 75 million people still think and believe all the BS that he and QAnon have to say. Uh, so all I'm saying is that this fight isn't over. You know, we have to keep people like Biden accountable. We have to keep Harris accountable for all the things they promised. But also keep our eye out. And this far right, and I do mean the far, far right, is up to some shit. And we have to be careful. You know, after things like the Capitol and all these things online, we have to know that the fight isn't over. You know, and in, and if we start ignoring things, then it's just going to get worse. I mean, a lot of people love to say, I can't believe he was ever president. It's like, really? Clearly, you haven't been paying attention. I mean, some of these things, some of these issues have been going on for a while. And I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it, too. You know, when I heard he was going to run for president, I, I thought it was a joke. You know, his team thought it was a joke. They were going to start a TV show. Uh, after the election because they knew or they thought he was going to lose and he didn't that said we have to be more careful but anyway that's enough of the heavy stuff let's go on to today's episode today we have an amazing artist by the name of Josue uh, it was a honestly it was a great conversation I know I say that for a lot of the podcasts that I have but it was a, such a fun conversation I can't wait to meet this guy in person he promised me a coffee so Josue I'm on I'm holding you on to that because I'll take my uh, dirty chai, you know, the bigger size. Uh, it'll be fun. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, with that, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and have a good rest of your day. Hi, Josue. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself for me? Sure. So my name is Josue Baltazar. I'm a Mexican-American artist and designer from Chula Vista. And um, I don't know what else, I think. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. That's great. No, that's fine. Uh, actually, I was, I was going to ask, great, that's from Chula. How long have you been in Chula for? Yeah, man. So I'm 29 now, and my family and I moved here when I was five, about to turn six. So that's what, like so Chula local, four years. True and true. Yeah. For sure, for sure. You know, I'm I'm from Mexico City originally. Okay. But uh, but I've been raised here in Chula Vista my whole life, and so definitely feel like this is my hometown for sure. That's great. Actually, it's interesting you say that because I feel like that's pretty common, right? People that were born in Mexico and then were brought over to San Diego, specifically, especially you know, border town and all that sort of stuff. For sure. Is there anything you think? of that aspect that influences your art? I mean, I know that there's a lot of inspiration that comes um, from Mexican culture, but would you say that, you know, your transition specifically has any sort of um, meaning or you could see it maybe through your art? You know what, that, that's a really good question. When I was growing up, um, I mean, I've, I've been drawing forever, right? Like yeah. I was learning how to write, I was probably drawing <laughs> as well all the time and just hasn't stopped since. But um, I feel like it's more of, um, in the in the last few years, where I've just really been a lot more conscious of the privileges that I have in the position that I'm in, and I feel like that's been 
coming into my art a little bit more. Okay. But it's 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 more that's of like great. a very more recent thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And actually, you know, you mentioned privilege. You know, being a border kid, I feel like it's a pretty cool privilege. You know, having that sort of uh, duality of culture. Uh, did you get to experience TJ at all, or are you are you able to go to TJ at all? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I I haven't gone too much. You know, I, I don't have any family from Tijuana. Yeah. All my family is in either I have some family like in Orange County or LA. Right. I have a lot of family here, and then the rest of my family is in Mexico City. Yeah. So. If I go to TJ, it's going to be like with friends or if we're going to go grab something to eat real quick. But uh, I, I didn't grow up like visiting like my abuelita or like tios <laughs> down there. So it's, I think it's a little bit different than a lot of friends that I have for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it wasn't until, let's see, 20, 2014 when I was a, uh, when I became a permanent resident okay. that I started going back to, to Tijuana because before then, for like more than a decade, I, I couldn't cross. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Well, how was that? Um, how did that impact you? You know, being being told you couldn't do something like that, you know, and then finally being able to do it was that. I mean, that seems like a pretty huge step. Definitely. I mean, now being on the other side, um, literally and figuratively, it's it's a huge blessing, and I appreciate um, what I, you know, the, the privileges that I have. But man, when 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 I couldn't cross because I was undocumented. It was it was the worst, you know. It's it feels yeah. really frustrating. It feels very like um, limiting. I'm trying to find the right words to it, but it just it was it was the worst, man. No, I can imagine. I mean, my uh, my parents, you know, immigrated us over here to the U.S. Fortunately, I was born in the U.S., so you know that was never not, uh, a difficulty for me. It was just you know I was able to go back and forth. That said, um, I got to see my parents and uh, my family members, you know, extended family members struggle with it. And my dad now yeah. it has been a resident for a, co- uh, for a few years now, but he's working on his citizenship. And, you know, the last couple of days, we've just been studying and trying to figure stuff out and you're watching him get frustrated and all those things. And at the end, he always says, like, man, I don't know why I never did this sooner. And right. it's like, I think I understand, you know, there's a certain fear that you're going to be rejected or that, you know, all that work was for nothing. But. Tu que puedes, you know, I was like, if you can do it, you know, do it. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm sure that was uh, pretty impactful. Do you see any Absolutely, of that? Absolutely, Yeah, I was going to say, do you see, do you feel like you show any of that in your art? Um, yeah, like I said recently. Well, I mean, first of all, congrats to your dad and good luck, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's that comes, uh, the that comes 22nd. So, the day the episode goes up, it's his meeting. So. Oh, no way, on the 22nd? Yeah, let's cr- fingers crossed out and jinx them. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Let's let's uh, let's send them the best luck. That's awesome. Good yeah, for him. For sure. My mom is is doing her cer- her ceremony, not her interview, her oh, ceremony wow. okay. on the twenty sixth. So she's oh. becoming a citizen. This is probably well. sort of all in the same sort of bundle of people that applied at the same time, probably or something. So that's that's awesome, cool. man. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm. Uh. There was. I've been doing a a series of of illustrations lately. Mm-hmm. and uh and one of them is a is a heart and it's made up of like nopales and so yeah. it um it's like a cactus heart and for for me the way that i pictured it was that it represents uh, resiliency because uh you know in the desert it's you know life is a lot harsher and when you think about a lot of the people that are coming over through the uh through the desert through the mountains across the border yeah they they put up with some uh just uh, unbelievable stuff and um and they're doing it you know coming for a better future coming for yeah, opportunities and so that piece was uh was dedicated towards border angels 
and to help raise some money for them for their shelter program. And so I think that was just a very, very direct uh, interpretation of, of my art and having to do with immigration. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good segue. Um, I noticed that a lot of your art has, um, I mean, financially, you know, you will partner with things like the ACLU or like you just mentioned, the Board of Angels. Can you tell me a little bit more about that or what rode you to that decision? Yeah, for sure. Um, so luckily I have a lot of good friends and family members that are uh, active in, in terms of like immigration, active in terms of uh, uh, being aware of injustices and speaking on them. And so people influence me and, and push me to, to use, uh, I guess, like my, my drawing, my, my, my talents to my art, I mean, to, uh, to get that going. And so I think just having conversations with people that I care about and then seeing like that these things are very important to them. And then for me, being somebody that was previously undocumented, previously uh, had uh, DACA, I just feel like it's, it's, um, I, I don't want to say it's therapeutic for me to draw about these things because in, in the moment I don't feel that way. Cathartic, but it definitely, de- sorry, yeah, like yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Cathartic, definitely. And so I, I just, I love that I'm able to to draw something that I really, really am passionate about yeah. and then able to connect it to p- things that I care about in terms of like financial resources. Yeah, it's just in- that's actually pretty interesting, I was going to say, because um, a while back I interviewed a local artist by the name of Mesarte. And he was mentioning how a lot of times, you know, within artists, whether it's visual art, musicians or anything like that, there's this sort of impulse of wanting to sort of speak out, you know, be heard, uh, especially when they see injustices in the world. That said, and of course you do it as well. So I think I know my answer. <laughs> that said, you think there's a certain responsibility that an artist has to sort of express those feelings? Or do you think is that some artists get to just draw happy things and be happy and some, you know, maybe dedicate themselves a little more to serious issues? Oh man, that's, that's a really good point you brought up. I think um, I've seen some artists, I feel like I, I'm friends with people that are much more active than I am in terms of yeah. like uh, border justice, in terms of just uh, transfronterizo uh, issues. And, um, and so I feel like I'm not doing enough sometimes, but then <laughs> okay, I have no, some yeah, other artists cool. that have a good platform and, um, and, and they focus more on like positive art, uplifting art without necessarily going into these issues. Oh, I see. And so, you know, I, I see both sides and I feel like as long as we're all moving towards um, a certain set of ideals or values or just trying to, to, I guess, bring people together. Actually, it's kind of interesting because uh, the reason I got to know about your art is because my girlfriend gave me one of your prints for Christmas. Actually, no two, we got two, two of them, which were great. We got the black and white uh, San Diego Corazon. Yeah. And, and I think he, you hooked it up with the wave one, which we loved. We have them up on the wall. They're amazing. But I remember oh, when I looked you. at them, I just thought, wow, these are great. And I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about anything activist part of it or anything like that. I just thought this is great art. This is great local art, you know, for that matter. And it wasn't until I looked you up, you know, just because you seemed interesting and I really liked your work that I was like, oh, wow, this, you know, he partners with the ACLU for these things and he does this stuff and he's talking about this stuff. And I read a little bit about your bio and I was just like, wow, this is, I would have never known, you know, I took that extra second to sort of look you up. So it's interesting you say that because even without trying, you know, I got a little bit of that message, but it wasn't like, up in my face you know and i feel Uh like maybe that's something that is super positive because you know it's sure it's great to start that conversation but sometimes you know we can appreciate those things from afar right 
totally, totally. And yeah, you know, you don't have to say abolish ice in every single one of your pieces. Right. Um, but I think when somebody clicks on your stuff and they realize, oh, okay, you know, these are things There's more, that, yeah. that, that they, or exactly. And so, yeah, yeah I, I totally feel that there's different levels to it that you can different roads that you can take and they're all good. Yeah, no, definitely. And again, it's hard. It'd be hard, I think, to appreciate your art without also appreciating what you do. And I, I think that's why it goes so well hand in hand. And part of that, I feel like is probably strengthened by the fact that we have social media, right? Otherwise, if I would have bought your thing on like a swap meet and not known what you were called, I would have never known, you know, how much other amazing work you have or anything like that. Not that that isn't a great way to push out your market. I'm just saying, you know, it's great that I'm able to know who made it and look you up and be like, wow, this is awesome. I actually saw your piece and I think that's how uh, my girlfriend found out about you um, at Grindhouse, which is cool. You know, it's, yeah. So shout out Grindhouse. So <laughs> I, I, it's those little things that it's like, I know I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me that are interested to see more of that sort of stuff, you know, and just keep looking. Do you see, do you feel like you get that kind of traffic from just randoms? Like we're just like, oh wow! I can't believe you like my stuff. That's awesome. Just <laughs> come in. Yeah, yeah. My my uh, my girlfriend was saying that. I mean, le- last year was was uh, was really difficult for a lot of reasons, right? Like mm-hmm. pandemic and just like there's just so many different things that were going on. But um, but there was a lot of silver linings in in last year, and one of those was was connecting with people. Okay. Um, and whether it's through social media, whether it's through having my uh, a print up at Grindhouse, or yeah. um, there's another coffee shop that I really like called Cafeina in City Heights. Oh yeah, and great. Um, and, yeah. and they carry a couple of my prints, and it's just like talking to people, man. And and um, you know, as cheesy as it as it sounds, it's like uh, connecting with different people in the community, yeah. different members. It's it's huge. So I'm thankful for that. No, I I completely agree. I feel like that's something that's been a I started the podcast during the pandemic, you know, and that's yes, uh. cool things. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things that um, I got to do was just meet so many cool people from my community. And I just keep hitting myself in the head for not doing it sooner because I think, man, I can't wait to hang out with these people in real life. <laughs> you know, I wish I would have just done it before the pandemic so we can go, gone out for coffee or done all these great events at La Vuelta or maybe at Esquina or X, Y, and Z, you know? So, but I'm just glad that I did it and that I got to meet all these great people. Do you feel like, um, you mentioned it a little bit, but you feel like there's definitely like support for local art uh, in our community, whether it be Chula Vista or the South Bay? Mm, I think so, but I think there could be more. You think so? How so? Um, Like there's a spot on, and I don't want to like, call out too many different people because i don't i i have to read up more on them and maybe yeah, there's reasons why but um there's a couple spots that i've seen here on third avenue because i live really close to grindhouse mm-hmm. and um and i feel like you know that third avenue like that part of the of the avenue has really been invigorated by different uh cool new spots like grindhouse oh, yeah yeah that's great um and i think it'd be cool if and maybe the pandemic affected it a lot too but to see more art incorporated into these into yeah. these places these these events um so like i said maybe i just have to read more into it but yeah i, no, I, I always think there could be more no of course i mean I, i'm sure you see in colors which must be amazing <laughs> you know but no i think um a lot of it also like you mentioned might be the pandemic but i mean it wouldn't be strange for such a vibrant uh, street to be getting you know visuals like that you know especially because at the end of the day if it's not just local people appreciating the art it's going to be someone coming in to take a picture and that you know that drives in commerce that drives in people to the stores or to the shops or breweries or whatever so i think it's just sort of a 
part of beautification of Chula Vista, which is kind of blown up. I mean, you're, you're part of Chula Vista. You've been part of Chula Vista. What do you think, you know, of the recent boom that we were, we're having or ex experiencing? Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. Right. Because I mean, Chula was already pretty big in terms of like uh, yeah. the cities that are in San Diego, but um, it's, it's all, I think it's always a double-edged sword to see just a lot more commerce come in because you know that there's going to be a lot of renters that are going to be priced out. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a really of shitty aspect out, of yeah. it, right? Like yeah. the people that have a lot more leverage tend to gain more. And the people that, that yeah. are hanging on are the quickest ones that are going to be affected. So that is, is really sad to see and, and really frustrating, but I, I'm hoping that, that, um, you know, with like different people being elected to public office, mm -hmm. uh, the city can grow and become vibrant and become like attractive while at the same time uh, keeping opportunities for people that need them. So I hope. Yeah. Per um, yeah preserving yeah. that, um, that localism, because a lot of th people, I, I feel like a lot of times you'll notice these things where it's like, Oh, let's keep it local. Or, you know, we love Chula Vista, but it's like, well, do you love the new Chula Vista or do you love, love <laughs> Chula Vista has always been, you know, I mean, I went to school in Chula Vista. I, well, I grew up in national city, but I went to Chula nice. High. So in Chula middle. So for those six years, you know, I felt part of Chula, even though I had to take, two buses and a trolley to go back home. Um, wow. I felt like I was definitely part of it. But that said, um, you know, it's funny how you'll, you'll notice the people that now want to hang out in Chula Vista. And I was like, really, really? Cause you were very much North Park <laughs> and Hillcrest and now we're hanging out. And again, I'm not going to be pedantic and be like, you know, I liked it before it was cool, but I mean, I liked it before it was cool. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. I think <laughs> as far as Chula Vista absolutely man and yeah. and it's kind of cool right that you don't have to drive to north oh, park or you don't have to go to downtown like you you can just literally walk or ride your bike or whatever it's it's closer yeah. and it's there are things i feel like home to it um yeah definitely uh, but yeah you do want to like keep that in mind that hey this is a community that's beyond that goes beyond like what's a couple of these shops yeah no for sure and and i've talked to a couple of the shop owners uh talked to steve from three punk Hills, great guy and one of the things he brought up was you know we want it to be brown in here you know we want it to be chula locals here and that's who we were happy to serve to you know and and that's great you know because it'd be easy for them to just i guess quote unquote sell out you know and i get it people have families they have to make a living and all that stuff i totally get that but if you can do both you know there's a way to do both i feel like it's good to encourage it you know yeah man yeah. So I was going to ask, tell me a little bit more about your series because your, your heart series seems super interesting in the sense that they're different. You know, I, um, I mean, it's, obviously we don't have visuals here. It's a podcast, but I mean, feel free to look them up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for example, the two that I got, right, it's uh, one in color. It's the blue and orange back and I have yeah. a black and white uh, San Diego heart. Can you tell me a little bit more about the heart series? For sure. So, and this is something that I had kind of uh, brainstormed a lot with uh, some friends of mine. And I said, hey, you know, I'd love to to raise awareness about certain issues. And I was thinking of, of it from like a, like a branding uh, standpoint. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have some type of continuity to these, to these uh, drawings so that right. people can kind of tie them together. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had, had recently just drawn the, uh, the cactus heart. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know what? I think the heart is a really strong visual. And I think it's just tied to a lot of emotion and the issues that I, that I care about and that I want to work with and highlight are usually pretty emotional things or, or, you know, just really strong uh, topics. Mm 
And so I asked, you know, a couple of my friends, how do you feel about seeing different themes incorporated into a heart? And um, I, th I feel like we talked about different um, uh, objects. And then we all kind of decided that, you know what, that first heart that you did was uh, worked really well. And then you could kind of keep it going with that. And so, and I had done that, that wave part uh, a few years back. And so they're like, you know, I think that's, a, it's already a continuation with the okay. cactus. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. That's interesting. Yeah. And that San Diego, how'd you cram so much and so little? Cause I knew exactly <laughs> what I was looking at, you know, when I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, I know. Yeah. That's San Diego. I was like, it's, you can't mistake it. You know? <laughs> Thanks man. Actually, let me see. I, I might have the original sketch here. Oh, no way. Uh, so I mean, for the podcast, they won't be able to see it, but I'll kind of yeah. show you on screen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was the, the original sketch. Yeah, I had nice. a couple yeah. thumbnails that were smaller. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I love to see it like that. Of... It looks so raw, you know, like I feel like, yeah. you know, that's, that's awesome. I mean, not to say the prints are beautiful. Don't get me wrong, you know, but that looks really cool. I can see where you may, might have erased a little bit, where you might have moved some stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, man. The, the process behind art is it can't be uh, overstated um it's 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 so much of it is is the process so yeah i gotta sure. keep doing that is there any point and like i don't know if that's as good because my trigger something but is there any point you see your thing maybe you're in a grindhouse and you look at your piece and you're like damn it i should have done blah <laughs> or maybe All i should have it should have been, yeah, been this it should have been that I was going to say, does that ever happen with you? Like when you're recording something and you oh, man, after, or... after two hours of editing, I don't listen to my stuff ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I just can't because I know that I'm going to. I hate my voice as it is, ironically, despite the fact that I have a podcast. But I just can't, you know, and like, I, I think I tried a couple of times because, uh, you know, some someone will bring something up and like, oh, well, let's look it up. And I'm like, ah, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I, <laughs> I don't want to see that. But, yeah. You yeah. know what, though? Yeah, because I, I was gonna say I always find things in in the San Diego heart. It's a lino cut, so it means that you have to like carve out the pieces uh, that you don't want to print. And so if you carve out too much, you're a little screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's definitely some like I can I have a print right next to me, and I can see where I'm like, ah, that was too much. Uh, I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. But um, but I think it always helps. And I, I mean, you might feel the same way. When you're editing, you think, okay, next time I'm not gonna say this, or next time yeah. I'm gonna try this approach. Mm -hmm. So the more that I do stuff, the more like things I catch, mm -hmm. and so you, it's it's good to see the progress, I guess. Yeah, no, I think that's interesting. A lot of times, well, besides the progress, sometimes too you think, well, as a content creator, and I don't know if you do this to yourself. I don't know if you put yourself um, any kind of deadlines or anything like that to sort of limit yourself. But for, for example, for me, I know that I have to post something. So I keep thinking of this, um, there's this photographer, Peter McKinnon, he'll say, uh, you know, it's better done than perfect, you know, especially if you have some kind of deadline. And there's so many times that I've literally looked at something and said like, you know what, fuck, I'm not going to post it. I can't like, you know, but like you mentioned, I'll just think to myself, all right, next time. And yeah, I've definitely <laughs> progressed from where I've been. I definitely edit a lot less now, which is, you know, a win. <laughs> But yeah, nice. no, I, I think I, yeah, I think I, I get what you mean though. You know, I, I think it's about knowing that you you're becoming better, which is, which is definitely good. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And during, I, this is something I like to ask anyone that does anything creative. What has this pandemic done for your creative pro process? Cause for example, for myself, 
it gave me something to do. You know, it gave me, it told me, well, fuck it. You got nothing else. So do that one thing you always wanted to, you know? Uh, but I've talked to a lot of people and they're getting, I mean, they're like, well, I'm not experiencing life. So it's hard for me to come up with anything. Where, where are you in the spectrum of things? That's true. That's true. Um, I think going back to what we talked about a little bit ago is um, luckily, even through, if it's virtually, yeah. I've got to meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've got to make great. some great connections with people that are, um, in the same city, like you and I connected yeah. through some artwork um, and then through Twitter and through Instagram um, and through like mutual friends. I, I feel like thankfully this pandemic has, uh, has not kept us as, or at, at least not me, kept me as apart as I thought it would. Oh, okay. um, that's great. Because I was able to make some new connections virtually. And like you said, when this is over, um, <laughs> it's gonna be so cool to be able to catch up people in person. So you, you and I gotta get some coffee. You and I gotta. Do oh something. man, it's gonna be a party. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, that's great. I feel like, um, again, sometimes the people that maybe feel blocked, I, I feel for them. You know, it's gotta be rough. But you, you mentioned there's also silver linings. I mean, I'll say this: 2020 was a hell of a year as a whole. But I kind of had some pretty cool things, you know. Like I, and I, I hate to feel guilty. I hate to like what happened with my life in 2020 but then i also feel guilty you know and it's like well fuck, like which one is it you know but i think we're allowed to be happy despite how shitty the rest of the world is <laughs> which is okay you know totally i was gonna say that um and and my girlfriend and i have talked about this and some of my good friends have talked about this i think that it's very natural for us to be feeling both things to be feeling guilt yeah that you know there's so much uh shitty stuff happening everywhere yeah. You know, whether it's two okay. blocks away or 2,000 miles or in a different continent. But at the same time, you know, we, we should allow ourselves to feel good about the good things. Yeah. Because if we're always saying, no, everything's bad, these things are bad, that, that's <laughs> not good either, right? So I think it's, yeah. it's okay or natural. It might not be great, but I think it's natural for us to feel both things. And Yeah. yeah. Well, I, one way I, I try to look at it is that you know, without feeling shitty, you wouldn't appreciate feeling nice, right? So you, sometimes mm-hmm. you look at, I look at my phone and I look at Twitter and I'm like, oh man, the world is burning, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or no, this is it, it's coming, you know, but, but then I sort of just sometimes look up and, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a nice sunset, you know, especially the ones we get here in San Diego. It's just like, wow. And you just sort of zoom out for five minutes and think that's fucking amazing. You know, and so it's it's really I, I hate how cliche and cheesy it sounds, but it really is the little things, you know, that sort of get you through the day, make you realize that it's OK. You know, it's going to be OK. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And I think it's good to have that positive mentality, knowing all the difficulties that that we're surrounded by. Yeah. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it's also about knowing your privileges, you know, because a lot of times there's so many things that I don't take into consideration. You know, you mentioned you. um you became a resident and that's something I never had to struggle with, you know? And again, I see this with my dad and I think, wow, like I just take this for granted. Like I really do. And one of the ways I know I do is because I'll go to TJ and I won't have a passport, right? I forgot my passport or maybe I lost it a couple of years ago, whatever. And my parents will ask me like, well, how are you going to cross? And I understand that they freak out and me in my sort of USA boy mentality think, they can't let me out. Like they have to let me in. They can't just kick me out. Like I have a social, I have an idea, I have a blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds so pretentious. 
you know, <laughs> but I know that it's true. And so it's moments like that that I check my privilege and I'm like, damn, I should be glad. I should be glad that it really is that easy because for so many people, it's a struggle for so many people. It's, it's traumatic. And so, so many people try and don't ever make it, whether it's because they pass away or because, you know, they get caught and sent back. So, you know, again, it all comes back into like just appreciating what we have. I, I feel like it's yeah, okay. man, being grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe that's inspiring, you know, like you realize that you can cross this way and you think, Hey, like everybody should be able to cross this way. Like really? this should be a feeling yes. that everybody has. And then yeah. seeing what little steps or big steps or in between steps you can take to help mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 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 It really is. It'd be ridiculous. And sometimes when you think of things like that, it's like, why, why is it any different? But you know, that's part of the fight. You know, it's about trying to make see people, Make them see the light, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, tell me about your, I saw some of your shirts and sweaters too. I really like them. You know, what uh, led you, the, the coordinates in the front, are those um, are those San Diego coordinates? They the are. Behind that? Yeah. Uh, thank you for asking that. So um, I don't know if, I may have not mentioned it in the description of the, of the product, huh? Uh, so you know what? I might have not read to it too much. So <laughs> no, I, you can blame me. You can blame me. I, I just remember looking at them and thinking, "Oh, that's got to be San Diego." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, just kept moving. Yeah. <laughs> so the coordinates on the front of the chest uh, of that San Diego heart, uh, I think it's yes, a hoodie and a shirt, mm-hmm. is um, is the longitude latitude of San Diego. Okay. I I love the city and I'm thankful for for living in it and I feel like just out of all the cities in the U.S. I, not that I know all of them, but I know a couple. Mm-hmm. And I just, every time that I come home, I'm grateful to be home. Yeah. But I know at the same time that this was, uh, it's stolen land, you know? It, yeah. it really is. It's it's colonized land and it's Kumeyaay territory. And so I just felt very, like, it was. I was very conflicted about calling mm-hmm. it, putting San Diego on there. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to do geographic coordinates just to be, like, <laughs> awesome. as neutral as possible. Mm-hmm. Because that kind of like we were, uh, going back to what we talked about. Sometimes you don't want to say like, um, I don't know, uh, you know. Because I, I was I was thinking about putting like stolen land on the front, but then I was yeah. like, there's going to be a lot of people that it's going to be too strong of a message for them. It's going to be something that doesn't resonate with them. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, or and my so, my might be completely blind to the idea. I said, well, what does that even mean? You know, and then just sort of this rabbit hole. But no, I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So which that might even be like. Like, I, I know if I talked to some friends, they'd be like, no, you should put stolen land instead <laughs> of the court, right? So, yeah. But at the end of the day, it is your art. And I feel like interpretation comes so strong when it comes to art, especially visual art, when, you know, you're doing what you can in a piece, you know, let's say like a print or something like that. Do you, uh, how do you perceive interpretations by, say, like, maybe those who quote unquote know about art, you know, because a lot of times, maybe an artist just felt like drawing something, you know, and maybe there isn't such a heavy message behind it, you know, or a lot of times um, I've read that artists themselves mean two to three times even more than what people can actually perceive. Do you think, you know, that every piece should be taken, you know, by the eye of the beholder, or do you think that people should do their research and know exactly what your piece of art means? Ooh, good question. Um, My opinion is that, is that um, art could be open to interpretation. If the artist said, hey, this is what it means, yeah. then that's what the artist says it means. But right. if somebody else catches it from a different different perspective, who's to stop them from thinking that? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The piece behind me. Uh, yeah, the red one, one or the, okay, yeah. 
So it's just like some clouds and it's got like the Michelangelo. Uh, oh, that's what that is. It, it looked like clouds, but I see it now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you. And that one's actually called to each their own because huh. there was a lot of different meanings and I didn't want to like explain every single one. <laughs> and so I was like, well, you know what? This is going to be literally for everybody's interpretation. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Actually, that's very interesting. It seems... um because I haven't seen much of your other work. That seems definitely different from the uh, series you have on hearts. Can you tell me, what would you say is your favorite sort of style? Or do you have something you lean on or a crutch or anything like that as far as art? Um, I'm still finding it, man. But Oh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love that process, you know, because I feel like once you get there, you'll always think like, man, back when I was experimenting, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, and I was going to ask you the same thing because I feel like, you know, you've been doing this since what, April? April, yes, yeah, April. Uh-huh. Shit's wild. So, yeah, yeah, wow, coming like, up on a year. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So I was, I was gonna say, I wonder, like, if you've seen a style or pattern or things develop that you feel like is more uh, on brand for your podcast. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think there is uh, certain things that I, I notice myself do a lot more, especially when um I used to plan um I used to plan my interviews a lot more. And because I felt like it was disrespectful not to, but it, then they also felt very blocky and very like, uh, what is it called? Like those kind of like Jimmy Fallon interviews are very, very scheduled, very practiced, very just dry, you know? It, and I always wanted this to be a conversation, you know? And I was talking with my girlfriend before the episode and we kept thinking like, well, what should you ask him? What should you ask him? And she's great. I love her. She, she, of course she was thinking, don't fuck this up, you know? But, <laughs> and I had in my mind, it's like, no, I like, I really, she seems like such a cool guy. I feel like we could just have a cool conversation Thank on the you. fly. You know, there's definitely a couple of things that I knew I wanted to ask you, but you know, Hey, yeah, you got to sliver them in every once in a while. So, so I think that more than anything, I feel more comfortable just talking to people and, uh-huh. and there's definitely people I want to have back. Cause I'm like, man, I, I can do it better. You know? So I think that's yeah. it. That's super cool, man. Yeah, there sure. was um i have a background in sales and there was this yeah. it was a series of videos and then it became a book that like i, I read about and and heard about a lot while i was in sales and it was somebody that was asking questions every day and trying uh-huh. to get uh trying to get a no for an answer i see and so every single day he was asking for different things like he went to costco and was like hey can i be on the loudspeaker yeah. And then he went to somebody's house and was like, Hey, can I plant a rose in your garden? And like a lot of these things sound like absolutely ludicrous and yeah. he always gets to know. But after about a year or I forget however many it was, he got so good at interacting with people, <laughs> at talking to them, yeah. and then at asking the right questions, right. it became harder and harder for him to say for people to say no. Right. So he ends up planting a rose in somebody's garden. And he ends up doing a lot of things. And I think just it's progression, no? Like, yeah, it's, it's like any other skill, you know, talking, we take it for granted because we do it so often, you know, and a lot of people, I get that from my parents sometimes, like, cause I'll be like, Oh, I can't do that. Cause I got to go do an interview. Like why? You're just going to talk. You just talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, I know I get it. Like it is just talking. And, and sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, I'm just talking, but it does take a certain level of skill, you know, to just sort of, know what to ask and not by no means am I perfect or am I amazing, you know, but I definitely feel like I'm better than I was before. And, you know, that's really all I'm aiming for to be better than who I was last year, you know? And if I can do that, then I'm happy. You know, that's it it's is. Just my hobby. It's supposed to make me happy. So that's my craft as far as like, um, 
hobbies and things like that. You know, a lot of people like you have their art or anything like that. This to me, you know, conversations or trying to understand different perspectives and things like that. That to me is what is interesting, you know? That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but anyway, tell me more about your different kinds of art. What, uh, what other stuff do you do? For sure. For sure. So, so that, the one that we talked about to each their own, mm. that's a, a painting and it's got, I think it's a, it's acrylic and there might be some marker in there. And I feel like that might be it. I don't know if there's spray paint, but I like messing with different mediums, you know, like the, I, I sketch a lot with a pencil and then, you know, lately I, I draw a lot with my iPad and it's kind of ridiculous how much you can do with an iPad. Cause you have yeah. every medium available, right? You can be with like chalk pastel, you can be with paint, you can be with anything. And so just, the stuff that it unlocks is like cheating, but uh, but it's really fun. It keeps it really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I love screen printing. I love uh, you know like the, the one of the prints that you have is a lino cut, which means I have to like carve it out and then put yeah. ink on it and then press it on. Um, That's awesome. And so you I'm know just what? I was like, gonna say. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It no, really no, no, you shows can... the work because a lot of times when you, obviously when you see a print, you can tell it's just been printed. You know, and yours are not. <laughs> how could I say? Yours are not computer printed per se. Yeah, the one you're talking about, you're actually printing. Am I, am mm -hmm. I wrong? Yeah, so that's what I feel like might get lost in this because, yeah, when people hear print, they, they think fax, printer, you know, computer stuff, you know, that just sort of does it on its own or mm -hmm. 3D printing for that matter. But yours, I mean, yours, you're actually grabbing something old school and just kind of pressing it down. Am I right? For those, yeah. And it's, it's yeah. so much fun, man. Like, uh, yeah. You, you get messy and stuff, but it's a process. <laughs> and uh, shout out to like my teachers that helped me with that at school. Um, and, and, you know, like they, they set up this stuff for, for the students for us to learn. Um, I love it, man. Screen printing is really cool because you have to like expose the image. It's almost like photography and like film photography huh. in a way. It's interesting. You work, yeah. you work with like light sensitive material in order to get it prepped. And, um, and so I just, I really like that aspect of it because yeah. it, it just feels really cool, like a really cool connection and there's a texture involved. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. I love music and my favorite way to listen to it is through vinyl. So I get oh. that sort of tactile, purist sort of sensibility because again, your image looks great on Instagram as much as it does in person. But there is something about holding your piece that you know there was extra work that was brought into it. And I think that's what's so great about whether it's small businesses, handcrafting or anything like that. So I was going to ask, is there a certain difference uh, of emotion when you actually get to see a piece that you, like you mentioned, you're all messy and you have to go through all this work and mental, you know, difficulty and all that sort of stuff. Is there a certain uh, pride that you take on those pieces of art, maybe a little more? I think so. I think, you know, you just kind of look at them a little bit more tenderly because <laughs> yeah. I do have prints that I like, I'll create something and then I'll just replicate that yeah. um, digitally. and and uh and those are great because i remember how long it took me to draw the original of course yeah. with with these like each individual print of a lino cut um, or a screen print you know that you had to put in the work for each of yeah. one of those and every single one of those is going to be slightly different right that you're not going to yeah. print one the same as the other so so that's yeah. kind of cool because they feel very unique yeah i was going to ask that is there if you saw your pieces next to each other would you know which ones you definitely uh, messed up on I mean, not messed up enough to not sell, but enough to be like, ah, oh, shit, if it was just a little bit to the left or anything like that. 
there's uh <laughs> prints that i you know it tear up and it's okay because the paper's not very okay. uh, expensive yeah but like I'll, I'll put it down and as soon as i put it down i'm like damn <laughs> that was way too crooked and so I'll, yeah. I'll you know press it on and then i'll lift it and i'm like yep yep it doesn't yeah. look good didn't come out but um but yeah there is like this like extra bit of factor uh pressure factored in for, for these prints but it's cool yeah, after doing them a couple of times, though, you feel like you get into a groove of doing them. Or do we ever do back-to-back, or is it more of a one-time hitter? Uh, for these prints, I still have my my original block. Oh, cool. So you let me show you. I have it here. So so this is, like, the, the block that I oh, use. Oh, I see what you mean by, like, that sort of negative look to it, huh? Yeah, so you have to carve it in uh, reverse, yeah. like a mirror. Yeah. And then you have to leave, you leave what's going to be printed and you carve out what's going to be white. In well, this case, because I print. How do you line that up? How do you know? If you don't mind me asking, I'm obviously don't know oh. about this, but like, how do you know what you're supposed to carve out as opposed to what you're leaving behind? The, the first couple of times you do it, you make a lot of mistakes, I think, mm. or I, I make a lot of mistakes. I shouldn't speak for others, <laughs> but uh, I messed up a bunch, man. I literally did this one yeah. uh, backwards the first time. So I had to carve it again. <laughs> wow. How uh, did, did you ever print it? Did it look wonky or did it look different? You think? It, it just looked like a, like a, like Flip. a mirror. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, damn it. And I don't know why. Because <laughs> um, I, I printed before and it just, yeah. I totally forgot that flip effect yeah. and um but you know it was really part cool? of the learning though of course yeah it's part of the process and um somebody reached out to me and said hey you know um i have a, a a little baby and they were born with a condition that their their heart is on the other side oh, wow and then i was like what and then uh, and then so i just like two three days ago i just sent them a print no way. Um, of, of that one, of the one that's flipped. How perfect is that, man? Talk about it's crazy, right? Like life imitating art and art imitating life. That's awesome, dude. That's gotta be what a hell of what a hell of a, a piece for them to have, you know. What came off something that wasn't expected, you know, it, it was almost perfect, right? Right. Yeah, no, it's, it was I was very, very touched by that. And uh and it took me a while because I, I had it I had the print, but um but it kind of got stuck in the in the bottom of the stack because that was not one of the ones that I was intending to sell. And uh, but I was looking through my messages and I saw hers uh, last week. And so, like, I think it was on uh, through two or three days ago, I sent it out. So hopefully she gets it soon. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And I was going to say, uh, how have you seen the support from the community with your work? Because I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it's popular. It seems so specific, you know, to to San Diego, and that's going to be pretty great. Do you feel like you get a lot of information of who the people ordering it are, or is it just sort of, I want one, I want one, you know, things like that? Uh, what do you mean by? Um... Well, you mentioned they 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 told you about the condition that the baby had, so I'm guessing you mm-hmm. get a lot of stories like that, right? You get a lot of uh, information of the, or did they just choose to tell you that? There's uh, somebody that I knew, but I but I do. Oh, get, I see. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm, yeah, somebody that that I knew from okay. from a couple years back, and then they reached out and they were like, "Hey." Oh, I see. Because I, I I posted about it. I was like, "Dang it, I messed up." Don't worry, I'm gonna do another oh, one. Okay. Yeah. And then they reached out and they were like, "You know, it's interesting that you do this be- or that this happened because of this." Oh, oh, but, that's um, even yeah, that's really cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's true. I do get people that reach out to me on social media, that um that have just come across my work, like, like, uh, your girlfriend and, and you. Yeah. And, um, 
and it's it's really cool to see like just people connecting through art yeah, yeah. seriously yeah no kidding and i feel like i mean i maybe i'm just uh, uninitiated to it but i feel like I'm sure there's so much talent in San Diego, but I don't see anything. Well, I don't see enough of it. I feel like, I don't know if maybe I'm just not going into the right places or I'm just not hanging out at the right spots, but I feel like I see art and I, you know, I'll go to galleries and things like that here in San Diego, but I feel like, you know, sometimes I'm just not seeing like the one we found with yours in Grand House, you know, you don't mm-hmm. see that everywhere. So I, I just wish there was more, you know, cause I get to know more. I get to buy more. I get to support more local stuff. Absolutely, man. Um, I mean, yeah, shout out to Grindhouse because I asked them, I was like, hey, by the way, because they have some really great skateboards that they hang yeah, up there. Yeah, they're cool, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm an artist and it would be awesome. Would you guys be open to me bringing something by? And they were like, hell yeah, you know, come whenever. And so that was the print that I chose to, to hang for them. Yeah. Uh, and just sometimes it's just a matter of like, like I was saying, asking a question and expecting a no <laughs> or just kind of like or being okay you, with the no go. you have yeah. no idea how much i debated with jessica my girlfriend about asking you to do this interview as well because i'm like i don't want to bother it it's just you know i always <laughs> find a reason not to do it and if i honestly if it wasn't for her this podcast wouldn't keep going because i wouldn't i would be too shy to ask anyone else to do it but just as much as i asked you i asked uh, my earlier the one from last week carla she she was great about it too she's like no it's fine and i'm like man i keep expecting that now and i keep getting yeses and i just have to sort of shake that off that idea that they're gonna say no you know and i feel like that's part of it yeah and a lot of it is like it's it's not on you right like they're not saying no because it's you or because it's this podcast or whatever they're saying no because they're really busy or like it's it's something on their end but uh but i'm flattered man and and i'm super happy to be here so yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think one of the things that definitely because I saw your art and I was like, wow, this is great. And he's local. But one of the things that definitely caught my eye were partnerships with the ACLU, you know, the, the donating the percentage of, of your earnings to it. And I was like, wow, that's so cool because you could have I mean, this sounds super cynical, but you couldn't have you could have gotten away by having donated ten dollars and posted about it. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, he's amazing, you know, and that would have been fine. But you're going above and beyond and, and you know creating the art and contributing you know over and over which is it means a lot you know and especially when you see so much sort of uh uh, what would you call it like pseudo activism especially in social media uh you know for some of us that really care about these issues i uh, i don't know about you but i i sometimes take offense to it because i'm like dude it's not a post like this isn't for likes like we're trying to do something here you know we're trying to help people and I mean, I am not by any means going to change the world, but I want to see the world changed. And if I can do it, even the smallest thing, then I think I'm helping, you know? Yeah, man. Sometimes you look around, you're like, why isn't somebody doing something about it? And you're <laughs> like, oh, shit, like, I got to go do it now. Maybe right? I like, got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. But it, it's good to have those checks because a lot of people will say that and still be like, meh, someone else will do it, you know? And that's kind of how we get to where we are. <laughs> and it's <laughs> tough, just right? Because you got stuff going on. You got to make yeah. a living. You got to find time for, for you and, and people you care about. Exactly. Yeah. But if if we're in the position to, it's good to push ourselves, I, I believe, and, um, and see if we can, you know, work for the issues that we care about. So, yeah, man. You know what's crazy? Just real quick is uh, somebody from the ACLU, right mm-hmm. after I made that donation, uh, sent me an email. I was like, hey. Thank you. Uh, by the way, we're having this talk uh, on Zoom. Um, 
in a couple of days if you'd like to join us. It was like for donors only yeah. or something like that. It was like for community members. And I was like, what, like for real? And so I went and I had that, I was on that Zoom. That's awesome. And it was crazy inspiring, man. And so it's just, you never know what, where the thing? next door, where the next connection comes from. So like, yeah. you know, this, you saw uh, the print at Grindhouse and now here, you know, you and I are here talking are. right now. So yeah, that ass. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things I feel like I keep being surprised by as far as this podcast you know because this is super selfish man this is for me <laughs> <laughs> i say i hate maybe i hate listening to my own voice but maybe i get a bit of a thrill when other people listen to it and tell me that they listen to it i'm like oh my god this is amazing so yeah definitely selfish that said i've been constantly pleasantly surprised at how cool the people from our community are you know and that was the main focus of my podcast and it's one of those things that I'm just so glad that it's turning out exactly how I wanted it to, you know, I wanted it to be, you know, sort of for the community, by the community, you know, cause a lot of times I'll have family from Riverside or I have a cousin in Germany where he, they're like, Oh, we listen to your stuff, but we just don't get the references, you know, or some people will be like, why not just in English or why not just in Spanish? Cause it's like Spanglish, I guess. And I'm like, well, because it's niche, man. It's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be for the people that are here. So it's cool. And I was going to ask, do you feel like there's any of that sort of nicheness or anything like that to your art? Not just specifically the heart uh, series, but any of your art in general where you're like, man, this one's for me. And that's that. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, there's been drawings. Uh, so let me see. I guess this one kind of was really cool in, in that it was able to be open for people. But it was just for my friends and I at first, like in the mm -hmm. first ideations. We... Um, we wanted to, to think of like a soccer team because my friends and I grew up playing soccer together. That's yeah. how like my closest friends, I feel like are people that I was on teams with. Yeah. No. And um, Big part of you, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, and so we wanted to make a soccer team and, and I was like, hell yeah, you know, I'll draw our logo and, you know, I'll do like the branding for it. And as we're talking about it, we were like, Hey, you know what? This could be a really cool way to carry a message using what we love to do is play soccer. Yeah. And so we, the drawing that we came up with and, and then the message behind it is uh, football sin fronteras. So it's, you know, soccer without yeah. borders. And, uh, sure. and so that was very selfish at first because we were like, <laughs> this is for us. Like, we want to make these yeah. shirts. And as it developed, we were like, you know what? Like uh, this is something that could be a great opportunity to help yeah. other people. And it's, it's hasn't gotten off the ground as much as we would like. Yeah. Um, but it, it started off as very selfish, very like, this is going to be for us. It's like a little, like our own baby. And now it's hopefully going to be an idea that's going to make a difference in here in the border and in, in other places, not just in the U S but in different yeah. countries. With border regions. Yeah. I was going to say, that's interesting. I feel like when we keep the truest to ourselves and to our craft is when we sort of get the most, uh, out of it, I would say, you know, because it's, it's real, it's us, you know, cause either of us could, I mean, you appreciate art and I appreciate podcasts enough to know that if we did a certain thing, it's going to blow up and it's going to go crazy, you know, but that's not exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for something that we're proud of, but also feel us. And that's kind of where we're happy, right? I, well, I don't want to speak for you, but <laughs> from what you were mentioning, I feel like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. And and that's one of the things I feel like is interesting about art because it's not about, it's not always about just sort of go or quote unquote, now it's going viral. It's more about just expressing or saying what we have to say, right? Yeah, man. And, and like you said, when, when you're doing something that you feel like you feel like this is genuine, it seems that 
the right people connect with it or you know like exactly. it hits the right notes and it it's it's a double win for sure yeah 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 i i agree because otherwise i wouldn't have uh if i would have seen that piece i wouldn't have uh known who you were so it's it definitely hits the right chords for sure that's badass man yeah that's so cool anyway jose thank you so much for this uh it's been so much fun i'm glad you say yes i'm glad we, <laughs> we were able to do this <laughs> Uh, and a promise not to be so shy. And I, I, I'll tell you this, man, I never done sales and I don't think I could ever do sales. Cause I don't think I just have that in me. I'm a hell of a talker, but not so much a persuader. So for me, you know, my legs shake sometimes when I have to ask those questions, but I gotta, I gotta just do it. Right. It's just about sure, man. You know what? I suck at sales too, but, um, <laughs> but if you're honest. It's about honesty, right? But if, if anything, you know, you're selling uh, the idea of your podcast, and yeah. um, I mean, I bought it, man. This is this is this is awesome. So thank you for having me. I'm I'm really no, glad man. that we were able to to talk. No, this is great. I'd love to have you back. You know, I've been. Well, I'll tell you more about how I'll have you back. But <laughs> um, I was gonna say I definitely love to have you back. And you know, like you mentioned, just have this sort of relationships for post pandemic. You know, if you Hell ever yeah. need something, you know, here we are. We're not big, but we are something. So. Yeah, man. No, I'm I'm all for it. And you know what? Sometimes if your leg is shaking, that's okay, right? Like that's how we're growing. So for sure, yeah, that's what makes it exciting, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, man. Well, whenever uh, I can come back, I'm I'm happy to, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, where can we find you? Where should we look you up? Uh, where can we find your work? Uh, let's see. After the pandemic, find me at Grindhouse. Find nice. me at Cafeína. Uh, yeah. Find me at any of the the breweries right here. <laughs> Online, you can find me at at this isn't Josue, um, and I'm on like Twitter and Instagram that way. And then my website is josuebaltesa.com. Um, so yeah, man. Awesome. Again, thank you so much, man. Have a good uh, have a good week and just good pandemic. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do this, man. We we got some good stuff ahead. All right, man. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.